In the now famous words of uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right. How was that opening, John? How was that opening? <laughs> Down and dirty. Down and dirty. Uh, Did it feel right to you? Yeah, who was that? That was, uh, for those of you listening out there, thank you so much for tuning in this, e- this morning, this evening, this morning and this evening, and good morning and good night. Uh, my name is Mario Nunez. I'm alongside my broadcast partner. Hey, this is John Dingfelder. I am so glad to be here on our in our inaugural show. This is the first of its kind and the first time that we get an opportunity to sit this close to each other and just discuss all the things that are happening here in the Tampa Bay area, right? Yep. And, 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 and Kenny and, Loggins brought us in with Down and Dirty. Down and Dirty. Kenny Loggins from the, from the album Night Watch. And in 1978, do you think 45... No, that was the year you were born, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, 45 yeah. years ago. Can you imagine the people that were born in, in 1978 or 45 now? That's incredible. Hard to believe. Yeah. And so so in 1978, that that song was, was, was written and produced and sung by, by Kenny Loggins. Did he know at that time that he would be creating the song that was a theme song for the for the show Down and Dirty? I don't know. There you go. I saw Loggins and Messina in Gainesville, 1976. Awesome stuff. And so we, Down and Dirty, that's our show. That, that, that is our show. <clears throat> and for those people that are wondering, what, what could they possibly, what could these two fellas who, um, you know, have been in Tampa for a minute, right? Strange bedfellows. Two, two, two tampeños, right, of, 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 of origin. Uh, what could they be doing with, this, with the title of a show called Down and Dirty? Well, let's elaborate for our listeners. Well, and, and what we thought about uh, as we've been creating this show for the last couple of months was, was you know, what, what, do, what do folks want to hear, okay? You know, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of local news. But, they, you know, they really want the inside scoop. They want the, the down and dirty, the lowdown. On, on what it's happening. And, you know, we know a couple of people, right? The down and dirty, the low down, the dirty low down. Now we're talking about Boz Skaggs, right? We could have also used Boz Skaggs, and we will. There you go. Because one thing that we're going to do here on the show, besides inform, right, and besides bring uh, some of the local, state, and, and federal news items to the fore, is we're going to, we hopefully will entertain as well. John, yeah, we right? want to have fun. There's and no and we're fun guys. And, you know, the other thing is, is we want to be inclusive. We want the community to talk back to us. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear your stories. And uh, so we want to have a lot of interaction. Obviously, uh, the phone number hasn't changed, 813-239-9663. We will be taking calls. Not as many today, perhaps, because we got a lot to do. And we got a special guest. We Who's do. our special guest? He'll be today? joining us here in just a couple of moments. He's uh, he's sitting, texting, letting everybody know that he's going to be on the air with us. That is Tampa City Council Chairman Chairman Guido Maniscalco, our dear friend. So he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. He's got lots to say, but you know that that down and dirty door swings both ways. As you were referring, we we want to make sure that the community is listening right. and that they're being heard. Right. right. So if we with our antenna as high up as it can possibly be, we miss a story. We'd like to hear also from the community. Something's important to you. We need to know about it. And, and speaking of that antenna, this is a regional show, okay? We're not just going to be Tampa. A lot of people think of us as Tampa guys. We're not just going to be Tampa. We're going to be the whole Bay Area, seven counties as far as we spread. So if people have stories out there, I've already been talking to some people in Zephyr Hills about a, a breaking story up there. So uh, you know we got a we got a big area, a lot of a lot of things going on, and of course WMNF streams <clears throat> live on the internet in the interwebs, right? So that if you're listening, you've got friends in Atlanta, you've got friends uh, in Madrid, right. you've got somebody in Hawaii that wants to get up at three in the morning to listen to us. They can do that, and they find us at WMNF.org, and they punch that button that says "Listen Live." 
It's, uh, there's so many ways to find us that it would be impossible. You would almost find us by accident. Right. But you can also, see- you can, in addition to calling, I think they can uh, email us live at dj at wmnf.org. We'll see if we can handle that as well. And there's a text number as well, 813-433-0885. So, again, this is completely interactive. You can reach out to us. We've got people standing by. We've got a whole team here working for you guys. And should we mention our screen? Should we mention our, our phone screen? Or oh, yeah. Because we've got some great people with us in the studio. There you go. So let's talk about our engineer. Jason Marlowe is joining us uh, on the board. Jason, say hello. Hello, everybody. How are there you doing? He is, there he is. And listen, <laughs> a he's voice a quick, born for radio. A quick study. A quick study he is because you and know we the, told him if he messes up, we throw him in the Hillsborough River. The two guys, the two guys that are I at the don't mic. Swim. <laughs> not very well. The two guys that are at the mic, we we we're good at a lot of things. One of them is not maybe doing what Jason's doing. So how critical is he? Well, he's the third leg of the three legged stool. Yeah. Actually, there's four. There's, a, there's, there's four. A couple, there's yeah, a couple there's, more. So yeah. we we are proud to have both of our wives in the studio today. Sally Nunez is here. Taking photographs with a trusty camera, and and basically with a club in case we mess up, and then my amazing talented uh, bride Lynn Marvin Dingfelder is answering the phones for us today, and also helping us produce this show. Let me say before we go any further that everybody in the studio can see me, and 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 those of you listening know my voice a little bit from what I've been doing for about the last thirteen years, the Tampa Native Show. Um, this is this is radio, and we're going to come at you as as efficiently and effectively as we possibly can. Those that are looking at me here in the studio today, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say, why am I wearing a French beret? As, as Council Chair Maniscalco said, you know, you're, you're a Cuban who's now a Frenchman. I don't understand that. Well, <laughs> I want to explain that. I'm, bonjour, I'm, Mario. Bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the beret in honor of the late, great Ray Viadonga, who I know is smiling down upon us. He was a jock here for th- 30 plus years. He knew how badly I was trying for many, many years to, to get on the All air right. here at WMNF. Right. So He's smiling he, down on us. Ray, with love, we are with you today. Okay. Well, you know, speaking of getting, getting to know us a little bit better, um, I think we're going to, that's our next segment. Getting to know you, John. Why can't we be friends? So here's what we're talking about. We're going we're gonna to take a little bit of time and introduce ourselves to maybe those people that don't know exactly who we are uh, and have never heard us before on the radio. And we're going to talk, uh, John and I are going to kind of do a little pseudo interview. We're going to ask each other questions. Actually, what we did was we came up with five items, right? Five items that we don't know about each other. And what we're going to do is we're going to ask each other or talk about these five different items. J.D., are you ready? Okay. Who goes first? Uh, you go first. Age before beauty? Okay. <laughs> I don't That's, know you. That That's you. That's you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, Mario, I understand that even as a youngster back in the 70s, that you had a major role in creating policy in Tallahassee. Tell us about that. Well, it may not have been a major role, but it was certainly a minor role, super minor role. <laughs> For two years uh, running, 72 and 73, 1972 and 73, I worked during spring break here at Hillsborough County Schools as a page in the Florida State Senate. My mother at the time worked for the Honorable and, again, the late uh, Louis Delapart Jr., and I had an opportunity to work in the Senate, and I was there, ironically enough, when the original 
Roe v. Wade was debated, and uh, and it was quite an experience, and it kind of set me on a path. Well, that that sounds so exciting for what a sixteen year old. No, I was fourteen and fifteen. Oh I my was, god! Just before it was uh, eighth and ninth grade. Yeah, that's so cool. My son did, did something similar like in Washington D.C. and it was a life changing experience. All right, your turn. So, so talk to us a little bit about a factoid that I did not know. Your paternal grandparents came to Plant City in 1928, the year my dad was born, from Germany. Oh, and was and was born here, was born there in 29, dad, dad Oh, your born. dad, your dad, Simon, yeah. was born there in Plant City. In Plant City. In 1929. And Tampa, of course, was your birthplace Some, like it was mine. Sometimes, don't you wish you could have a time machine and just go back 100 years and look and see what Plant City looked like at that period of time? I know we're going to talk to um, Chairman Maniscalco about this, and he loves those those old days, but anyway. Well, he lives in he lives in the same. He washes himself in the same uh, bath that we most of us do here of a, of a certain age, which is to say that nostalgic bent, that that thirst and that longing to know more about our history and preserving our yeah, history. Yeah, my, so, my grandparents came over from Germany, from uh, the Munich area, and in, in, uh, in the 20s, my great my grandfather was actually a German a soldier in World War One because they drafted him at the age of fifteen to carry a to carry a to, rifle to, and and, and, and run probably, through the trenches. Yeah, and he got wounded too. But anyway, so Plant, so Plant City. Bonus points for for the correct answer for for what was Plant City named? Why was Plant City named Plant City for H B Plant? Yes, at one hundred percent. HB, oh, my, my rang my bell and it, 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 it deserted me. Hey, you want there to take a call real quick? We I got do. A, we have a, another Come a, on. esteemed person on the air. Here we go. You're on, uh, caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're oh. calling from. Hey, guys, can you all hear me? This is Louis Vera. How <laughs> are you, Mario and John? 100%, we've got you. Councilman, how are you? I'm great, man. So, so good to be on the air with y'all today and... And uh, I was hearing y'all's little conversation, and you guys sound like two very happy warriors. <laughs> I, I, Can you hear us okay? Oh, yes, sir. We yeah. resemble that We resemble that commentary. Um, the happiness and the joy, is it coming through the, uh, the airwaves? Yes, it is. Hey, it, uh, it, and, yeah. and Councilman Vieira, um, I don't know, if you, were you there this morning for the uh, chief announcement? No, unfortunately, I couldn't go. My, my son had an interview at uh, Wendy's. So, okay. so I couldn't make it at 9 a.m. I wanted to go, you know, because I, I, I think that's important, you know. Well, listen, uh, you get you get Father of the Year Award all the time. You're, you're a great man and a great father and a great councilman. We appreciate yeah, you yeah. calling in so much, Lewis. Yes, sir. No, my pleasure. Trust and stay me. tuned. You'll be a part of the show coming up in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Yep. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Take thank, all the time. Thank you, council. Thank you, councilman. Well, that's great. That's good. That's, they're out there listening. We know that a lot of people are. So let me give you that number again, 813-239-9663, if you'd like to give us a call and express your joy. Okay? All right. My turn. Um, let's see. David Letterman. What's your relationship with David Letterman? Were you a, were you a guest on his show? I wish I could have been. I, and so now I wish I could be with Stephen Colbert because he's taken, of course, Dave's place. So what happened in, in circa 19... I want to say in the 90s, 96, 97, uh, as part of my uh, former career as a flight attendant, I had a layover in New York City. I took the opportunity because we got there early enough in the day to go down there and get tickets to go see the show. But the backstory to this fantastic story is my parents had met uh, Skip Henderson, which was, if you remember, the gentleman that wore the headset 
who was always on set. He was Dave's floor director sure. at a Tampa, uh, at a New York Yankee spring training game. David used to send a camera crew down here to Tampa all the time. Fast forward, I got in touch with uh, Skip and I told him, I said, hey, I'm going to be in New York. Is there any way that I could? And I, he said, come on by. So after the show was over, sat on the floor. After the show was over, I hung out. When everybody left, I walked up on stage, sat at his desk, picked up the phone. Remember, he had a phone on the desk, and I, and I had a couple of pictures taken. It was really a surreal moment to look out at the audience you know, awesome. at the S. Sullivan Theater. That's awesome. So um, I've got one here. Well, well hold, hold okay. one second. I was just going to say, you know, we're both Tempanos. We were both born here. Were you born here? Absolutely. Yeah. St. Joseph's Hospital. Yeah, we were both TGH. We were both born in Tampa, but we both have an, a, of a sort of a Yankee New York connection as well. Yes. Well, mine is because my father, of course, was raised in New York and, uh, and is to this day listening now. And he's and to this day a diehard Yankee and fan. And happy anniversary to your parents. 75, 75 years. years. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Let's ring a bell on that. 70. There is that go. coming out okay? We've got to get a sound effect for a bell. That, that sounds kind of weird. Lenny and I me. are going to go for 75. We're going to go for 75. Two things got to happen. You got to start early, and you got to live a long time, man. You got to just you got to put in the time. Yeah. So my New York connection is my mother's, uh, who is listening, Adele. Uh, Good morning, and she, Adele. And she's ninety three years old and doing great. And and she grew up out right outside New York City in Patterson, New Jersey. And um, anyway, we have a lot of a lot of New Yorkers uh, in in the family. I graduated high school up there. As did so, I. Direct connection. Direct connection to the Big Apple, and in your case. Patterson, New Jersey. Trivia question. Another great Tampeño spent time, formative years time in Patterson, New Jersey. There are people out there listening to this show that know the answer, that are screaming the answer at the radio. They might have to call it. And we can't hear them. Would you like to know now or should we save it for a little bit? Save it for a little bit. You see? Our council chair knows who it is. All right, go ahead. Council chair, could we, should we activate his microphone? Bring his mic up, ladies and gentlemen. Council chair for bonus points. Patterson, New Jersey? Yes, sir. The guy with the best hair in Tampa? Possibly. Santiago? No. Well, it is. It Who's Santiago Corrada? Santiago Corrada. Yeah, he's from Patterson, New he's Jersey. Easy. Well, that's the third person then. But he's uh, from Miami uh, before he came to Tampa. So My rotary friend Kevin Burns is he's, from Patterson, New Jersey. He's three, he's three notches down. No, I'll tell you who it is. It's the late, great Rick Caceres. Oh, Rick yes. Caceres yes. was born here in Tampa at seven years of age. Much like you, his mother moved him to Patterson where he grew up, and he came back his sophomore year at Jefferson High School. In UT. All right. UT. No, no. Wasn't he UT fan? No, sir. No, sir. Excuse me, sir. From somebody who's a Florida Gator. I messed up. Yeah, he's a Florida Gator. Uh, okay, is it my turn or yours? Uh, I don't know. You oh, it's mine. <clears throat> All right, so salute and happy days. Most people know that that's kind of my signature sign-off at the Tampa Native Show, but it's also something that most of us know from Andy Hardy and Manuel Biro, and it says right here, our family was responsible for Andy Hardy coming to Tampa at WTVT Big 13. Ding, Johnny, explain ding, yourself. The Dingfelder family was responsible for Andy Hardy coming to Big 13 back in the 60s, and you know what? We're out of time on this segment, and oh, we're going to no. have to carry this over until next week. <clears throat> All right. People are going to be hanging on the edge of their Getting seat. to know you, getting to know things about you, we call this segment. But listen, moving on. To our good friend. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. 
What do you got on that board over there, John? Uh, we Well, you know what? Let's introduce our friend who's in the studio a little bit better, and then we'll come back to the board. Go for our it. friend and me. Uh, so our friend and, and our friend who already introduced himself, kind of because he, he gave us an answer, Santiago Corrada. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, now in his third term in office, is this correct? Acknowledging me with a, with a nod of the head. Now in his third term of office, uh, our esteemed uh, city council chairman and a dear friend to us and to the show and to the community. And, and uh, I got, can, do, do I get any credit at all for launching your career? I, I don't know. Guido Maniscalco, everybody. Do I, this is where we come in with the applause, which we'll have that next week loaded in the machine. Standing ovation. Thank well, you. Welcome, Guido. Welcome, Guido. Thanks for having me. So, Mario, I think you were there in the early days with the great debate. That was it, the great debate that never happened. The great debate that never happened. So uh, you know me well. You've been here since, uh, since the beginning uh, in many ways and as a friend. And uh, John, we've known each other a long time. My father affectionately calls you Dangerfielder. He never gets the last name right, so it's John Dangerfielder. He says That's it lovingly. Beautiful. Lovingly. But, you know, my dad, you know, he's, he's one of those guys, you know. But yep. um, thanks for having me here. This is a great opening segment. So beautiful. Shall we begin? So, uh, Guido, um, I, I want you to, we had the, this wonderful opening uh, at Memorial Day on Monday for the Vila Brothers Park, and you have been instrumental in that park. Tell us a little bit about the Vila Brothers and, and the whole thing, 18 years struggle. So the Vila Brothers, uh, seven brothers that served uh, throughout the, the 20th century, starting in World War II, all the way to the to Desert Storm um, in different branches of the military. And in 2005, under the Iora administration, and when you were there on council, uh, Dingfelder, um, the park was dedicated right there on Armenia across from Fort Homer Hesterly Armory, now the JCC. But for many years, it sat dormant. It was an open field that had basketball courts, but it was a very simple park. And I would drive by every single day, every single day. And um, I would say 10, 12 years ago, I met uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hector Vila, Martha Vila, um, by coincidence, and he gave me the business card. You know, what's in a name? Seven Brothers, right? So that's when I discovered, really, that what is behind the name Vila Brothers. Uh, but for years, you know, the, the community and the neighborhood and the Vila family had asked for improvements to the park. And it wasn't until um, city council stepped in several years ago uh, with the help of Sandy Sanchez over at Armory Gardens and uh, Martha Vila um, about getting the improvements done to the park. And it's, you know, it's never easy. It's millions of dollars in improvements. But with, um, with city council, with the support of city council, taking it to the mayor when, you know, we have those annual budget meetings and discussions, we want to get this done. Um, if you saw that uh, Julian Lane Park got millions of dollars years ago, Curtis Dixon before that, millions of dollars for improvements. Uh, but Vila Brothers sat, you know, sat quietly. So with the help of city council and the neighborhood association and the community leaders, we really got that done. And Monday was the official rededication with all the improvements. Okay, so on Monday, uh, I played uh, Joe Reporter and went out there and caught some sound bites for a clip. For 71 years, my name has been Mrs. Hector Vila, and I have served as the advocates of the park since Hector said, Honey, I have an idea I want to talk to you about. Well, I heard the idea, and I thought, This man is crazy. <laughs> 
He said to me, I am so proud of my family that I would like to leave something for future generations. This is Councilwoman Gwen Henderson. How do you feel about the park? Absolutely amazing. You can really tell that Martha is the queen of her family and what she has done to make sure that this has happened. The patience and perseverance to make it happen and it coming to fruition today and celebrating on Memorial Day is absolutely amazing. Louis Vieira. Yeah, so this is really important. You know, Tampa City Council passed this a few years ago, uh, obviously by unanimous vote, and we're 100% united in supporting the Vila Brothers Park, and it's it's great that we came out here today to support uh, the Vila Brothers as well as Memorial Day. I think, um, as I recall, didn't Guido add it to the budget? Yes, he did. So interestingly, the first thing, the bathrooms got passed in 2017, uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars for bathrooms, which is interesting. And then you're right, which is Councilman Maniscalco added this to the budget, which I think was about $2 million, if I recall correctly. And and here we are. So it started with the IOR administration in 05, but it was, it was very simple. And then um, with this last council, we pushed for the, the park improvements that you see today, the updated playground, the walking path, um, you know, the trees that are being planted, the shelters, to, to make it a complete park. And not only that, it's red, white, and blue. So it's patriotic, it sticks to the theme, the importance of patriotism, the Vila Brothers family. What's your name? Um, James Clear. How do you feel about the park? Did you just move in around here? Uh, no, we've been here for almost four years now, so I've kind of seen the transition of the park, and, and uh, it's, it's excellent because I have uh, two daughters, eight and ten, and they love to come play over here. What do we got going on here, sir? 30, 40 kids, all ages, decked out in red, white, and blue with their flags and their beads, ready to go walk by the new playground. And this is the Children's Patriotic Parade of Vila Boats Park, celebrating the reopening of the park. One, two... All right. Well, that was fun, and I really enjoyed being out there in the park. If you have an event, um, you please email the station. I'll give you that email address either this week or next week, and tell us to you know be able to come out to your event. We have uh, Louis Vieira back on. I think I hung up on him before, but Louis, uh, we appreciate all you've done. You and Guido really teamed up on on the on the park. Are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here, John. And uh, tell me a little bit about your feelings. I know you were very proud that day. You were master of ceremonies. Yeah, no, I, it's a great thing for the community to come together. You know, we're Tampa's a very patriotic city. Um, and, you know, I've always felt that a lot of times the city of Tampa kind of defers to the county on things like that. And and I don't think that's right. And I, and I know, you know, that, that, that John, Mario, and Guido, uh, I'm sure if, if Guido's still online, agree with that, which is that, you know, we ought to take our lead as the city of Tampa on things like that and not defer to the friends that are our friends over in the county on that. And one of the things that Guido and I were talking about, the chairman and I were talking about, was uh, about neighborhood empowerment, Lewis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were there uh, several times when Martha came in and, and just urged council and urged the city to do something, you know, and it took 18 years. Tell us about how your feelings on neighborhood empowerment. Oh, yeah, that's critical. I remember the first time Martha came into Tampa City Council. It was like in 2017 for a challenge with the park. And, you know, she came in. I believe her late husband, Hector, uh, came in with her. Of course, he passed on a, a, a few years ago. I believe it was two and a half years ago. Uh, God rest his soul. And just her story was very, very powerful. So when people come in with powerful stories, whether it's in 
uh, Bush Boulevard or, or East Tampa or Sulphur Springs or South Tampa or West Tampa, whatever, um, you know, I, I think that, that council listens because we, we want to fight for a good cause involved. And, and council's accessible, too. You know, a lot of times, and I'm not picking on the administration, but all administrations, it's harder to access, uh, to, you know, to access the, the decision makers. But anybody can come down to city council, take their two minutes, and, and tell us, you know, how they feel about the community and what's going on. And, uh, and that's, you guys do a great job on that. Lewis, we appreciate you calling back in. Yes, sir. Well, listen, good luck on your first show and anything anything I can ever do to help uh, you and Mario, you guys let me know. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Have uh, a great day. Thanks. Thank you, Councilman. And just a quick reminder for those people, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Down and Dirty with Mario Nunez and John Dingfelder on WMNF 88.5 FM or streaming worldwide at WMNF.org. Okay. So, um... Uh, Guido, um, anything you wanted to add? Uh, we had a big event this morning at City Hall. Tell us about that. You were there. This morning we had a press conference uh, from the mayor announcing the uh, new choice for police chief. And, uh, you know, there, uh, the last time around there was controversy. This time it was uh, it was quiet. Um, Lee Burkhall, who has been interim chief, uh, is the mayor's choice to go forward after council's approval uh, to be the police chief for the city of Tampa. Uh, I've known him uh, since I got elected 2015, always had a good relationship. He's been on the force for, I think, since 1997, you know, so, so he He's knows. A, his, he has a doctorate. I, re, I read that this morning, a, a doctorate in law enforcement. That's well, pretty there, impressive. We even need to call him Dr. Burkhall. There, and, I, and I will do that just like. Chief uh, doctor? Chief doctor? Chief doctor. Chief yeah, doctor chief. Dr. Dr. Chief. chief. Yeah, whatever works. But, uh, you know, it went well. And, of course, that's a big announcement. And that would come before city council, I believe, on June 15th. So what's city council's role in that? We would have to vote uh, to ratify, you know, or approve that selection. Okay. And it's, so. it's not necessarily always a slam dunk, as we saw uh, with um, uh, Mr. Smith. Hmm? No, Mr. Smith. no, with the previous chief. It uh, wasn't no, 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 with Delgado. Yeah. Oh, with well, the, with, the, with the, that whole Delgado business, you know, well, so it's not always a slam dunk. Council's council's vote should not be taken lightly. Correct. Absolutely not. You know, and, and the mayor, I believe, reached out to every council member. She reached out to me. Um, and I think, you know, communication is key. You want to put it all out there, talk about it and not go into a potentially volatile situation where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, communication now, goes a long way. On the down and dirty side, Jason had some strong feelings and thoughts on this? I mean, it is a little shocking, right? Four years, the mayor has been the former police chief. We've gone through four police chiefs in four years. I mean, at this point, we're like TLC rotating out members. It's a bit much. So I figured, you know, it's something to be worthy of discussion. There you go. We're, we're optimistic that Lee Burkhall is going to be a great chief. Um, and, um, you know, I, I do know him. I think he's a good man. I think he's solid. I talked to uh, Yvette. Uh, Lewis, Lewis this morning, mm-hmm. uh, NAACP, the NAACP mm-hmm. and she's, uh, you know, she, she feels mm-hmm. comfortable with Burkhall. She's been having conversations with him over the last six months. Uh, she said she's going to wait and see uh, how he performs and, and if his communication continues. So that's a little bit of a challenge. But that's part of the down and dirty that we're talking about here, Mario. And, and one other thing that I wanted to mention to uh, Chairman Maniscalco is, and a lot of people that I talk to and a lot of people that I engage over the topic of, of the Sulphur Springs Tower, uh, just recently on the news, uh, there was a segment uh, about 
springs and and refurbishing and revitalizing, reinvigorating and, and reanimating. And there's a lot of re's there. Did you hear all those re's? <clears throat> our, our local springs, because they are the lifeblood of our estuaries and our water supply. And the one that was featured was, of course, Sulphur Springs, which has been a dead spring for many, many years. They're hoping that they can bring it back. That said, I would just like to make an appeal uh, to the council chairman at this point to to maybe take up the the topic of the tower. And, and I'm looking at you now. Sulphur Springs Tower. I want to stay in front of my microphone. The Sulphur Springs Tower, because I think that it's iconic, as iconic perhaps as the minarets atop Starting the university. Starting to look a little dirty, a little and, dingy. And a little, and a little down and dirty, right? Yeah. A little down and dirty. So yeah. we, we need to just kind of attend to it. If we're going to put money into the spring and revitalizing the spring, then then let's do that. It could be a featured. You know, what, you know what it was used for originally besides an active water tower? What's that? It was also used as an aviation dead reckoning point oh, wow. for the for the uh, Army Air Corps when they were flying into Drew Field at yeah. low altitudes, you know, VFR, visual flight rules, they would use the tower to know, okay, I got to bang a right now. I got to go west, okay. right? I got to go I got to go towards the field. So it was, it, it's such an iconic... And Drew Field, which for those of you who don't know, Drew Park, and that's right <laughs> next to on the east side of Tampa International Airport. And, and Drew Field actually became... Later, Tampa International Airport. But my my point is, I just I, I just at some point I hope that the council will take that up and and can we get a pinky promise from you right now? Come <laughs> on, right here. Put it on. Already got it in the last budget. There's funding boy. there see, for uh, cleaning and restoring the tower. Ring the bell. Too late. Too late. We're working on it. Thank um, you, council. You also failed to mention Tower Drive-In. That property oh was a drive-in. Was a drive-in theater. So Absolutely. you know, long gone, but still. Uh, no, the funding we've already allocated it in this. Existing budget specifically so for the tower. So Thank we've you. got a very patient person. Uh, uh, Let's honor those calls, John, shall okay. we? Okay, Drew Smith is coming in right Okay, now. there he is. Hello. Caller, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Oh, I am calling from the USF Tampa Library. Very nice. <laughs> and I could not uh, get let the first uh, episode go by without wishing you well. And hoping that this leads to uh, great things. Thank you, Drew. Tell us tell us a little bit more about what you do. I know you personally, but tell everybody else what, what you do for us. Sure. Well, for the last number of years, I've been a librarian at USF here in Tampa, and I've been able to focus on genealogical research. So I've been helping people for many years uh, with doing family history research. I was so thrilled to hear John talk about his family from Germany, and uh, as John knows, back in around 2015, I first met Lynn, his wonderful wife, and did research on her family, and I had a lot of fun with that. So it's something I still do. I'm going to be retiring from my full-time job as a librarian in two months, uh, where I can devote all of my time to doing genealogy, which I'm thrilled about. And I did also want to say for the listeners, since uh, the whole county is Hillsborough, I know you go beyond Hillsborough County, I'm going to be giving a bunch of talks at public libraries starting tomorrow morning with the, at the Jan Platt Library. Uh, that's at 11 o'clock. And I'm going to be speaking at seven different libraries to help people get started doing DNA testing. Drew, so, we, um, we are so, we're so excited for your new venture, and, and we know that uh, the retirement is not really retirement per se, because things, <laughs> things are really going to start ratcheting up for you now. And, and look, we, we are about to launch our, our new uh, Facebook page, and our social media footprint will in, uh, sort of improve and increase. And as we do that, please feel free to uh, you know post on our page. We'll certainly Drew. approve it, so that way we can get your information out to the uh, to the public. Drew, we're That's so glad wonderful. you we're so glad you called, and we appreciate the 
the help with the um, with the Marvin family a couple of years ago. Absolutely. We're, we're going to take another few calls, uh, Drew, but thanks Thank you, again. Drew. Stay tuned. Thanks for having me. All right, okay. bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Mario, I think we've got somebody from Sarasota. We're out there today. Caller, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hi, I'm Dave from Sarasota. Hey, Dave. Hi, Hi. how you guys doing? Um, I wish you guys good luck on your uh, your new show. What I wanted to com- comment about is um, I really loved uh, the rib sets they used to have back in St. Pete. And uh, maybe someone can put someone uh, here in uh, one of the regional uh, governments to bring that back. It's it was really great music, great food, and uh, it uh, gave a lot of money to the charities in the area. I know last week on the skinny, uh, <clears throat> Manny Leto, Manuel Leto was was part of that, and he's uh, on that show, and and he's uh, the chairman of Preserve the Berg, which is. Um, uh, does a great job. Yes, there. he does a great job, and it's it's all about preservation of St. Petersburg and their history and so on. But he might be a wonderful source uh, to, we'll to kind of infiltrate for sure to get to get that word back to you know the rep, we remember Ribfest. Yeah. I mean, we remember yeah. uh, Dave. So St. Petersburg has a, a phenomenal history, uh, just like Tampa, and really, you know, between Tampa and St. Petersburg, it really sets us off differently from other cities across Florida, like, you know, Orlando. Um, did I say that? Yes. Um, but anyway. But, yeah, and, they have a lot of great events going on. Yeah, a lot of great events. But Lynn and I were driving through the other day, and I was telling her about uh, Diston, D-I-S-S-T-O-N, and how he was the uh, Henry Plant uh, bringing the railroad to St. Petersburg back around, probably around the same time period as Henry Plant. So, uh, That's probably where they got Plant City from. Yeah, well, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, HB HB had a big influence on the area without him, and I think Mr. Ebor. Well, we can discuss that on another show. We we would be a, a whole different dynamic here, a whole different city. Thank you so much for calling. We take your words uh, uh, to heart, and we hope that we can see Ribfest back on the map soon, very very soon. Yeah, Thanks for calling, and, and please keep questions. listening. Please keep listening. Thank you for calling do. from Sarasota. All right, Mr. Chairman, tell us what else is going on. Uh, at City Council. City Council was sort of rock and roll in, uh, in 2022 and the beginning of 2023. Inside word to me tells me things have calmed down a little bit under your sage leadership. I don't know if it's about me or uh, we've turned over a, a new leaf with the, with the new council. There's some new members on there. Who's that? New Energy. We have uh, Council Member Alan Clendenin, who's the vice chair, and Ooh. we have Council Member Gwen Henderson, who serves as the chair of the CRA. We had a little clip of Gwen Henderson on, on, yes. on my Go, dra- Go Dragons. Yes, a Good. Jefferson Dragon very uh, proud, right there. Very proud to be a Jefferson Dragon. There are she many. Is. There are many. Councilmember Miranda, our uh, clerk, we're surrounded by Jefferson Dragon here in this room, so you can't escape it. I'm going to give a shout-out to my good friend, uh, Ch- uh, Councilman Orlando Goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a great job. Um, he, they came close. Uh, Councilwoman Henderson beat him slightly. I told her the other day, I said, votes. I said, I love Orlando goods, but welcome aboard and life goes on. Let's go. Yeah. And yeah. let's go. We have to work together. You know I mean? We're here to serve the community for the betterment of the city. Uh, we can't solve all the problems, but a divided council, uh, it just doesn't work, you know, and I see a, a better relationship between the mayor and the city council. I think uh, we all want to move forward together. So fingers crossed, you know, I hope that that we maintain that that peace, but the uh, constructive uh, team, you know, and getting things done. So listen, uh, uh, we're taking calls this morning, 813-239-9663. 
And we have a call right now. You good with that, Mario? I'm good. Let me go ahead and do my thing. Here we go. Caller. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Good morning, gentlemen. This is Joe King Carter. Hey, Joe. What's up, King? Oh, we're so happy to hear your voice. I'm going to ring a bell for you, buddy. But I I tell you what, I don't even know. It's like I don't even know what's happening with my bell. I feel. Oh, there we That's go. That's terrible. Oh, erectile Te- Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> Listen, I'm not bringing that bell anymore, but we got to get a sound effect we for will, a bell. We'll have, Thank we'll you, have the bell from Notre Dame. Thank you, will be you a special bell. Hey, King, tell us what's, hey, what's, what's new in your world. I had to call on your maiden voyage and say congratulations. You guys are sounding awesome out there in the radio wave world. Um, three points I want to bring up real quick. I just want to say uh, Guido. Uh, I remember as a young corpuscle moving through Ybor City uh, early on, and uh, I've always uh, had a fondness for Guido, and I appreciate his style of politics, which is positive, positive, positive. And uh, he's done a great job, as well as John did in his service to the community when he was on council. Thank you very so much. I want to get that out of the way, number one. Number two, berets are worn by Italianos as well as friends, as Equally so. We associate the beret with French folks, but it's not necessarily so. And in the early days of Ypor City in the 60s and 70s, tour guides, history guides, you can find photos of them. Today, uh, the popular thing is a Panama hat or some kind of a fedora-style Panama hat. But in the 60s and 70s, tour guides wore wore berets. Thank you for validating my beret, Joey. I appreciate there you that. Go. He needed to validate the Bosque. The Bosque also wear berets, which is you know that area of the Pyrenees between Spain and France. I do digress. Absolutely, but you are correct in your uh, in your uh, position. So, and the third thing I have is listen closely. <laughs> I have a I have a hotelier's bell right here. Oh my goodness. And I am going to gift it to you. Oh, my goodness. Because you, awesome. don't need, you don't need a digital bell, my friend. This is oh, a, there, there it was. Here. You must have your flesh touch that knob and make that impression in the world. So yeah. to speak. So to speak. King, we appreciate that gift. Oh, we appreciate your call. And we got a couple other folks waiting online. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Uh, hey, stay, stay tuned. Well, next week is Pledge Week. And uh, please join us. Love you, King. Thank yeah. you, brother. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Take care. Thank you. All right. And here is somebody with a familiar name. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hi, my name is Tom Skerritt, and I'm calling from Tampa. There you go, Tom. How are you today? Great, great, Mario. I have to tell you that I have, I love Rays. Thank you. Whole, whole collection. I'm going to live in France and started loving them there so it's a very functional <laughs> chapeau is it not it is it is it's and very stylish and very stylish and tom could you could you uh you know get us a little exciting talk to us in french a little bit alors je m'appelle thomas Oh, you know the women are going to be flocking to you, Tom Skerritt. <laughs> so so Gomez, Gomez Adams, you know, was driven crazy every time Morticia dropped in a little French. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> say, Tom, say good hello, good morning to our good friend, Chairman Maniscalco. Hey, Chairman Maniscalco, how are you? Great, how are you? Great, bonjour, great. bonjour. Yeah. All right, so Mario, I have to tell you, John and I were law partners for eight years. We've been friends for... 35. That's excellent. So, so I sorry. have amassed a, a war chest full of slightly embarrassing stories. 
which, would, which would not be appropriate for the radio, but, you know, at some point. All right, Jason, I, quick. I, Jason, I, quick. Cut him off. Come on. No, we'll definitely have to no, have no, you no. on. Tom, on. Listen, I think it would make for a great entertaining show, and if, you, if you're willing to come in and sit with us and share <laughs> the stories that you can, we'd love to have you on. The more embarrassing, uh, the better. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and you're free to wear any one of your colorful berets. Thank you. So, actually, here's a true story real quick. But, uh, my 50th birthday party, we had a big birthday party because I comp combined it as a campaign event. And Tom wrote out this beautiful speech, uh, you know, that he wanted to give. And I didn't trust him to do it because I was afraid of what he was going to say. <laughs> and so, that, pretty much, that pretty much explains our relationship. Sums up the relationship, yeah. Oh, then, I read it, then I read it later on the next day, and I felt really bad because it was all nice things. It was sweet things. <laughs> Tom, tell Linda we said hello and sent, yep. give our love. Great call. Thank you so much, Tom. We really Thank appreciate you. you taking the time this morning. Absolutely. Great great job, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. I Absolutely. think so, too. And listen, you're, you got your finger on the pulse of all sorts of things out in the community. So make sure that uh, you've got our phone numbers and call us. and Keep us posted. Phone us Absolutely. and text us and everything else. We'll do it. Thanks, Tom. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, that was a great call. Huh? Here we go. We're getting callers. <clears throat> They're lining up. Uh, if you, if you, we still have time. We about, got a little yeah, time. Yeah, we got about thirteen minutes left in show. So let me give you the number again. It's eight one three two three nine nine six six three. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at dj at wmnf org, and you can always text us at eight one three four three three zero eight eight five. And I should have asked this question earlier to our engineers. Where do the where do we collect? Where do the emails show up? Because we may be getting some emails. Probably over here on the screen that I'm so technologically inept. Uh, well, there's a little dysfunction here at the table this morning in the way of technology. I don't mind. Listen, we don't run out of words. We got plenty of words and stories, and we know how to lean into the mic. Well, this show is it is running on cuneiform tablet. We chiseled this into stone this morning, and you know I, I, I would appreciate you know uh, let's not besmirch Nebuchadnezzar and Gilgamesh here Thank on you, air. Thank you, sir. Thank you, know, you sir. Deserve some respect. Thank you, sir. But we have gotten lots of well wishes. Uh, Gary Gibbons reaches out and wishing us, a, wishing us a great show all the way from St. Pete. Lots of folks reaching in, just having wonderful things to say, congratulating us on the new show. You know, we're all just so happy to be here. Wonderful, Jason. Thank you for covering me on that because I was wondering where they they have to be out there sending. Because at times I'll send a, an email myself when I'm listening. And look, this will be a great opportunity for me to say on behalf of my broadcast partners, uh, what, what an honor it is to be joining the uh, WMNF. Uh, family of, of broadcasters, right? Because whether we're doing music or we're doing public affairs and news, it is just an honor and a privilege to be in studio here. I know this has been a, a quest of mine for so many years, and I'm grateful, and, I'm, and I want to express that over the airwaves. Thank you, everybody who made this possible. All right, Mario, uh, speaking of neighborhood empowerment, a few minutes ago, we've got a fantastic neighborhood leader coming in right now. Caller. You're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hi, Janice Davis, uh, former president, past president, Davis Island Civic Association. And I want to welcome you all on your launch. I'm excited for both of you. And I just want to talk a little bit about how important it is for community engagement. You know, we're all concerned about things that are happening in our neighborhoods. And John has been such a great leader and steward. And I want to say that let's continue. Let's get more involvement in our community so that those engaged can make a difference and continue to make a difference on our great Tampa Bay. That's it. And that, Janice, thanks for calling. And that's what it's all about. You know, everybody's got a different role, 
that we all work together to, to make this a better community. And it's not just about our elected leaders. They can't do it by themselves. And Janice, you and, and Davis Island folks have been the leaders of the leaders um, in, in terms of uh, neighborhood empowerment and letting council know and letting the mayor know over the years uh, you know, what, what is needed, not just on Davis Island. I mean, you guys have led through, right. th through THAN as well. And we'll talk to, we'll talk to Stephanie Pointer about THAN and, on another show. But uh, Janice, thanks so much for your kind words and, and for calling in. Thank you, Janice, so much. Thank you. Keep it going. Bye-bye. Thank right. you. And, and to the chairman's uh, point, you know, it, it does take everybody. Uh, democracy, we've said this before, is, is, a, is a participatory sport, if you will. And, uh, you know, that's why they have people in their employ. I'm talking about the city councilman to take your phone calls. They're there to, to, to make sure that your voice is heard. And, and if you have something more pressing, then go and present yourself for public comment. Mario, to your point, it's almost like we need more than 13% turnout for municipal elections. Oh 100%. And it's that's almost like... Well, that's going to be our personal that, goal next election. There is, you go. Is there to you get go. that turnout. I, you, just, you just gave me, a, what, what do they call that? Goosebumps, Goosebumps. chicken skin? Because I, that, that hit more than a nerve with me. That's, all, right. that's an, all right. We've got another good friend coming in. Caller, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hey, this is John Rodriguez from West Tampa. Hello, John Rodriguez from West Tampa. There's a familiar voice and, mm -hmm. and destination. Hey, John. Hey, it's good to see that you guys are on the radio and uh, wanted to confirm that, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I just turned 60 in February. And when I was a kid in the 60s and 70s, my dad used to wear one of those black berets pretty commonly. This has become and, a beret. Uh, you still see them. You still see them occasionally in a West Tampa sandwich shop, people wearing them. There you go, thank John. You for, thank you, you for validating my my choice of uh, of chapeau today, uh, John. I, I do think it's appropriate. I did it because of my affection and and fondness and and respect and love for Ray Villadonga. But to your point, let's bring them back, John. What do you say, you, me, Tom? I'm going to get the guys in the studio to start wearing them, Welcome too. Welcome to the Beret Support Hour no, no, on no WMNF. Doubt, no doubt about it. And I'm going to tell you something. Are you insecure well, John, about your hat choices? John Zinkfelder could use a beret, a good beret. All cover, I can cover say, that dome, I'm just saying. All I can say, Mario, is you look marvelous. Thank absolutely marvelous. marvelous. Hey, listen, um, uh, John, John, John Rodriguez, before you go, I want to give a shout-out. Because these are the guys behind the scenes who make, who, what is it, make the sausage. Absolutely. You know, John Rodriguez has been there in they support. They do the down and dirty work. In support of Bob Enriquez. City who, of St. Pete. City of St. Pete, City of Tampa, all, all across the, the, the area. Guys like John Rodriguez have been there in Tallahassee and in Tampa making good things happen. Unsung hero. And Guido, you got something on that? Oh, sure. You mentioned so many great people. John Rodriguez, I've known him for about 13 years. Great, great human being. Great West Dampeño. Atta baby. And then you, you mentioned go. Ray Villadonga, who I got, I got to know uh, a little bit. Great Asturiano. He was, uh, he was a, the Frank Zappa of Tampa. Absolutely. If you look at pictures when he was young, you don't know if you're looking at Frank Zappa, Frank Zappa or Ray. Or Ray Villadonga. Yeah, great, great guy. Very much uh, missed. John, thanks for calling again, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, John. Caller. You're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. We're so happy you're there. Caller, are you with me? <clears throat> are you Hello? with us? Are you talking to me? Oh, yeah. We're I'm talking, ta I'm talking, talking to, you. to you. Hey, I'm talking to you. Are you <laughs> talking to me? I'm talking to you. Hey. Well, I keep hearing, hello, caller, hello, caller. <laughs> this is Anita Henriquez, AJ. Hi. People on Facebook. 
I just wanted to call and congratulate y'all on the new show. Thank you so much. And a couple of sticking points. I am a West Tampa native. Beach Street, 2100 block. There you go. Let's go, Beach. It's still there. And um, my grandfather's restaurant is right on the corner of Howard and Beach. Beautiful. And um, I live in the northern part of Hillsborough County now, up in Odessa. Uh oh. I represent. <laughs> but Anita, you took your West Tampa accent up all there. All the way up there. All the way up there to Odessa, so hey. that's good. And that's a long way to drive to get a good cup of coffee on Lecce. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, the Henricas have a little compound up here, so it's. I bet they do. Uh, Anita, we look. Uh, just two, two points. Uh huh. The beret. The Spanish version is Boina, and my grandfather used to wear one every night to sleep and Correct. when it was cold. Correct. And my uncle, Willie Garcia, used to wear a Boina quite often. Willie Garcia. And, Great man. Yes. The, my, my father was the oldest brother. He was the baby. My so, uh, Aunt Matilda Garcia Martinez. Oh, my God. She was God. married to the second brother. And they had a tradition when they had family trips. They would all wear red berets, whoever was in the trip, so they could find each other. Like the guardian angels in New York, when they made the red beret. Uh, when, well, listen, I mean, we're just we're, we're giving a little history here because that's what we do right. Right. down in dirt. You, you right. we, are, we are running out of time Anita, for we're, today. We're, we're going to take one more anyway, quick call. Okay. Up Bye against guys. the clock. Thanks, Thank you Anita. so much, Bye-bye. honey. Thank you. All right. One more quick call, and then we are going to wrap up. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Chip Wiener, Tampa, Florida. Chip Wiener. Hey, there, he ding, ding, ding. there he is. There he is. There he is. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this bell is going to go in the uh, file. Sally is shaking her head. The, the bell needs Cialis. Something, brother. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I'm not fingering the bell properly, but go ahead. You can't stay up for more Chip, than four talk hours. to us. Talk to us, man. Tell us a good story. Hey, I just... I wanted to call and just say congratulations. What what a pair, man. I mean, you guys are going to do great things. Uh, you take your knowledge and your spirit and your love for Tampa, and you put it in a show like this, and I think you guys are just going to rock it and just wanted to say congratulations. Thank you so much, Chip. You do and, great things around this community. Oh, man. we <laughs> You let thing, people know what's going on. You take amazing photographs. You are the man. And and the Burger Brothers Thank have you. very precious little on Chip Wiener. I'm just going to offer that out there, Chip. Man, what a- what, what, All right, my brother. We know who you are, and we need you on that wall. Thanks so for the call. We we'll, appreciate we'll you, talk Chip. to you next week. Thank you, buddy. So well, as we as we come to the close of our inaugural show, let me just say that we're going to be throwing different uh, topics at you. We, we have some really unique. We've got a new segment. Well, we've got unique segments. Yeah. There's, there's things that are going to be, you know, like, what is that all about? Or, uh, you know, another one might just be, have you heard? Or in case you missed it. So we're just, we're going to fold these into the conversation. So what did we miss this week? Well, in case you missed it this week, of course, that was the, that was the, the chief, inauguration. The chief. the chief and the inauguration of of Vila what used Brothers to be Park. West Pines Park, now Vila Brothers Park. We want to say uh, we, we would be remiss if we didn't say Happy Pride Month. We know that today is the second day of Pride Month. We know that Florida is the epicenter for a lot of bad things as, as it relates to the LGBTQ plus community. We'll and, be talking a lot about and, that. And we will be touching on that third rail as we continue. And, and one quick uh, a fell swoop, what is that all about? Let me just say, what is that all about? Well, what is that all about is... 
uh, a segment that is kind of something that gets under our skin, right, JD? Yeah. I mean, that's something that we can say. Yeah. And one thing right now, the emperor is not wearing any clothes, and we're we're tired and, of it. And we're going to let him know about that. Yep. And one thing that we need to also stress to everybody that's out there listening is, hey, we encourage you to connect with us because we are not us without really your input. So we are excited to be here, John. As we come to the close. What about you? What? How do you feel, John? Uh, you know, I'm I'm so excited to be here. Um, and and next week, I'm really excited that our we're going to have some really special additional special guests. Uh, with again, thank you to uh, Chairman Guido Maniscalco for joining us today. Uh, it's fantastic. We'll never forget you were our our inaugural guest. Guest. What better guest? Next week, we're going to have Patrick Montega and Gene Sudet from La Gazzetta. Newspaper just celebrated their 100th uh, year anniversary, and they're going to be here to help us fundraise because next week is uh, fundraising. This is uh, community, yeah. community radio re- re- relies on, uh, easy for me to say, the generosity of, of our residents and our listeners. Okay, Mario, tell us about the, this show and wrap us out of here. All right, so on behalf of everybody, let me just say this again, how proud we are to be a part of this family. On behalf of my broadcast partner, John Dingfelder, our engineer, Jason Marlowe, our phone screener, part-time producer, Lynn Marvin Dingfelder, I'm Mario Nunez, wishing you salud, happy days. We'll be on the lookout for you next week, and we encourage you to stay tuned now for The Skinny with Ray Roa, Ben Montgomery, and Mitch Perry. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Manager of WMNF. Since 1998, my family has attended WMNF music and other events where my kids and I could be ourselves and together. Now I meet the grown children of many of my colleagues who are returning to the WMNF community. They've grown up with the values that we parents share with them and that our kids now bring into adulthood with their children. I call them G2s, second generation WMNF community members. I want to make sure we're around for G3, G4, G5, and so on. That's why I donated to the WMNF Meet the Match Endowment Campaign. Join me by going to WMNF.org.